This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Oh, we're back in, Buck fans, on the day after a divisional defeat at the hands of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, that Cam Newton, and oh, that Christian McCaffrey, who certainly looks like he's going to be a thorn not only in the Bucks side, but everybody in the NFC South and really the NFL for the next few years is both a running and pass-catching threat. 42-28, Carolina wins the latest matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so... It finishes the first half of the season right now with a 3-5 and five record and really a theme here, which is a sense of urgency. That's what it's got to be uh, moving forward. If it wasn't that case on Sunday, it is now. The hopes, the wants, the desires of everybody, from the management to the staff to the players to the fans, is you want to be part of relevant football late in the year and in the postseason, potentially in January. Well, that sense of urgency has got to be there uh, moving forward coming out of that game. More on that in a little bit. We're going to go over this game shortly with some highlights and take a look at what went on at Bank of America Stadium and also some post-game interviews in a little bit just to familiarize you with what we do here on Nothing But Bucks. We want to say thank you. Whether you found us through the Buccaneers mobile app or Buccaneers.com, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, wherever you see it, wherever your favorite podcasts are. Search under Nothing But Bucks. Go ahead and subscribe because then the podcast will come automatically to you when a new episode is uploaded after each game days on uh, Mondays. You'll get the latest edition of Nothing But Bucks. And again, great content from the highlights with Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore on the calls uh, to the player interviews afterwards. Special guests a lot of the time that will be joining me as have uh, over the past few weeks. So that's what we love doing here on Nothing But Bucks. And uh, look, I'm, I'm optimistic right now. You know that I'm going to be optimistic, especially those of you that have been around me for years and years and years have heard me as part of Buccaneer football broadcast now. Uh, for the better part of 20 seasons on the game broadcast or or doing pre- and post-game coverage and five-day-a-week sports radio shows, I'm positive. Uh, by and large, I will look at the situation not only as the glass half full, but ha- how do we get two glasses half full to equal one full glass? Let's see if we can figure that one out in the metaphors uh, that we go through. So it's going to be a lot of fun here over the next few weeks to see if the Buccaneers can turn it around. And I, for one, believe that they can turn it around. One thing that, before we get into the highlights, that obviously has to be better. Has to, has to, has to. For whatever reason, this team begins a game and and usually begins a game pretty well. And, and, and then, uh, as the first half unfolds, it just finds itself struggling to cover anybody, struggling to tackle anybody, giving up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown and digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. Again, I don't have an explanation for it. I'm not the head coach, Dirk Cutter. I'm not his staff. Certainly, I'm not the players who bear the most responsibility, but you look at over the course of the last four or five games, the initial start is not bad. Even when the Bucks got blown out in Chicago, the initial start was a basically uh, three and out. I think it was one first down by Chicago. You got the ball back. You turned it over to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the offense couldn't move the ball, and you punted. But the game is not a runaway on the first two possessions. It's not like there was a turnover deep in Buccaneer territory. Bucks punted away. Bears got the long uh, pass play. Then the Bucs got a first down in that Bears game. Couldn't move it any further and punted it again. And that's when 
the Bears just tore after the Buccaneer defense, got it back on its heels. And, of course, that was back with Mike Smith calling uh, the plays defensively, who's since been relieved of his duties. Uh, a lot of young guys there in the back end, and it was really it was an avalanche in that first half. But it's it's tough to explain from this standpoint that you come off the bye week, you go to Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback, and he drives a team right down the field in Atlanta for a touchdown. That That is best-case scenario start on the road for a football team. It's what happened after that good start, where Atlanta was almost unstoppable later in that first half, scoring three straight touchdowns. And yes, you battled back and you got within one score and and, uh, you had chances at the end of that game. And look, nobody's saying this team hasn't been battling back. But even in the Cleveland game, the Cleveland game started off uh, with a defensive stop and then the Browns pinned the Bucs back for a safety. But then the defense stiffens again after the safety. You go down, you get a field goal. The start to the game was fine. And then the rest of the first half, the Bucs really dominated in that game. The Browns caught up in the second half of the game and ended up uh, forcing the overtime when Chandler Cantanzaro couldn't make the field goal at the end of regulation, and the Bucs found a way to win. But uh, again, my point is you weren't being wiped out on the first two or three possessions of the game right away. The start was pretty good. Go to Cincinnati uh, last week. So the, the Bengals, uh, on their opening drive, drove into Buccaneer territory, but the Bucs got the stop on third and short and fourth and short. Took the ball over, moved the ball down the field, and then uh, Jameis Winston ended up throwing an interception. So that was a bit shaky on the offensive side, but at least the defense got the initial stop. Yes, the Bengals ran away and got the lead, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick replaced Jameis Winston in the fourth quarter. You rallied, you tied the game, but you lost on a last-second field goal. Well, now we go to Sunday. And my point is, with, with Sunday, it's not as if the, uh, the Panthers were all over the Buccaneers from the very jump. In fact, let's go ahead and get into the highlights of this one and what exactly happened and how. First meeting of the year, third straight division road game to begin the season for the Bucks, playing in Charlotte, a place where they had last won in 2016. And again, uh, Buccaneers on the opening drive, unable to get a first down. Mike Evans couldn't come up with a long first down pass. So three and out, Buccaneers punt. But uh, again, for Carolina, they get an initial good gain by McCaffrey of six yards on the opening play. And then Cam Newton throws incomplete and scrambles and ends up short of the first down, being stopped by Vinnie Curry and Carl Nassib. He wasn't officially Vinnie Curry credited with a sack, but it was almost a sack as as Newton fell forward and ended up getting a couple of yards on the play. So the defense forced the punt. So you're off to an okay start. It's not as if Carolina ripped right down the field on you. Well, that's when problems began. And Ryan Fitzpatrick here uh, looking deep downfield, and the first turnover of the game went to the Panthers. Dropping Fitzpatrick, looking Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick throws. It is an incomplete intercept in the 50-yard line. Mike Evans tries to make a tackle. We miss another across the 30, to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10-yard line. Interception thrown by Ryan Fitzpatrick on the second play of the series, and the Buccaneers give it up again. Eric Reed with that interception, able to get things uh, down inside the the Buccaneer 10-yard line, at the 10-yard line, actually, and that set up Carolina for a very easy score uh, here with the fullback, the first man through, able to make the play. From the one, second and goal, handoff inside, a blast off right guard by the fullback, and that is a touchdown Carolina Panthers. Alex Armagh, fullback, big 255-pound fullback, one yard away, and that's easy pickings, money in the bank for Armagh. 
So the fullback, Arma, able to get into the end zone. The Panthers out in front, 7-0 uh, early on. Now, uh, the Buccaneers were able to move the ball on the next drive, picked up a couple of uh, first downs to move out of their own end, but then the drive stalled near midfield and a punt. And then after that punt, Christian McCaffrey took over, including coming up with a screen catch and run of 32 yards, leaping over Carlton Davis, the rookie defensive back, making a couple of other bucks miss. It then moved things inside the Tampa Bay red zone. McCaffrey uh, would then get the call here on second and goal. McCaffrey is the setback under center. Newton fakes the ball, hands it off to McCaffrey, running right, slams into the line. He is got a touchdown. Delay call by the referee on the far side, but crossing the plane of the end zone was Christian McCaffrey. All right, so it's 14-0 at that point, and you're worried, okay, what's going to happen here? Are the Bucks going to be able to come up with a response? Are they going to be able to make something uh, happen on this next drive? And that's when Ryan Fitzpatrick, the 14-year veteran, calmly led Tampa Bay down the field, able to get a couple of completions. Peyton Barber uh, was able to get a, a short completion. O.J. Howard a catch. They called Carolina for roughing the passer on the play. Uh, that ended up being a 25-yard play. Peyton Barber a catch and run. Then Adam Humphreys with a catch on a screen pass for five yards, a catch for another six yards. Move into scoring position and second down here from the Carolina four-yard line is where Fitzpatrick would put the Bucks up on the board. Here's the snap, play action fake, bootleg roll, pass to the right, a caught ball, O.J. Howard, touchdown Tampa Bay! Big pressure on Fitz and he works his magic and found number eight, he opened right at the two and he dances in, a four-yard touchdown, and O.J. has a touchdown for the second week in a row. O.J. Howard, who is emerging as quite the weapon, especially in the red zone, would come up with a touchdown catch, and look, you're right in the game at this point. You get the answer that you were looking for. You were able to put together a 75-yard drive and give the defense a chance to rest. So the game is 14-7. But this is what continually has happened, as I referenced earlier on Nothing But Bucks, where the defense is not making the adjustments that it needs to make. The other team, you give them credit, too, for having weapons. But uh, Carolina was using the reverse, was using different uh, read option fakes from Cam Newton to McCaffrey. They had set some things up earlier in the game. And that eventually led to this play with Gene and Dave on the call on Buccaneers Radio, a double reverse. Play action pick into round, a double into round. Running to the left side, got a convoy down outside the numbers to the 25, to the 20th Samuel. C.J. Samuel cuts it against the ring to the 10. He's inside the 10-yard line to the 5 with a convoy. He's got a Carolina touchdown. 33-yard double reverse, and Curtis Samuel takes it to the house. Curtis Samuel takes it in, 33 yards out. I was standing right down on that Buccaneers sideline on the near side uh, as Samuel came towards me on the first play, and there were two or three bucks that had a shot at him again. Uh, th there's no sugarcoating that play. That can't happen where a guy comes from the right side of the formation around the left and then weaves all the way back through your defense, through the middle and the right side of the end zone without being tackled and brought down. Uh, I, I know that for those players that were on the field, for Mark Duffner, for anybody in that defensive meeting room, Mark Duffner's the new defensive coordinator, obviously. He's probably all over those guys. That the effort and execution on that kind of play has got to be better. Where a guy cannot run, I, I did see on the next-gen stats when they were showing the highlights, that Curtis Samuel ran 103 total yards, width of the field, and then 
uh, diagonally back from left to right towards the Panthers bench in the corner of the end zone. He ran over 100 yards without being tackled, weaving through the defense. You can't have it. I mean, I know it's one play, but it makes the game 21-7. It would later be 28-7 as McCaffrey would score again after another short touchdown drive. And now you were wondering, okay, are the is this like Chicago all over again, or are the Bucks with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm going to bow their back a little bit and make something happen? And the Bucks did just that with the game now 35-7 after a great catch by Greg Olson. Finally, the Buccaneers come up with an answer as Ryan Fitzpatrick would lead a 75-yard drive, coming up with a couple of completions, one of them to Deshaun Jackson for 20 yards, another one over the middle to Chris Godwin for 15 yards. Eventually, the Bucs go for it on fourth down on this play, and again, it's a familiar target. Barber in the backfield for the Bucs from the three-yard line, fourth and goal. Play action, fake pass on the right side, caught ball. O.J. Howard's got another Buccaneer touchdown. O.J. Howard with Keekley chasing, and Keekley could not get up with him. And the touchdown pass comes on fourth down and goal from the three. O.J. Howard's second touchdown of the game gives the Bucs some life right at the end of the first half with that score to make the game 35-14. So after having given up a 35 first-half points, which was a Carolina record, you knew this was uh, this was going to be a tough road to try to come back. Too too big a hole, probably. But you still had a whole half of football. And Fitzpatrick getting the team in the end zone, crucial to at least give you some life and some hope for 30 minutes of football in the second half. So the Bucks did what they had to do, and they got a three and out of the Carolina Panthers to start the second half. Unfortunately, the offense doesn't do anything with the ball. They're three and out. But then Carolina gets it back at their own 31, and the Buck defense stops them. A great play on... A third down after getting a sack earlier from Carl Nassib. They're able to stop Christian McCaffrey short of the first down on third and 19. So Carolina punts away, and the Bucks go to work with Fitzpatrick finding Mike Evans for 15. Peyton Barber running off right tackle for 18. Buccaneers putting a good drive together with eventually finding Adam Humphreys for 13 yards inside the 25-yard line. And then uh, another... A penalty for pass interference this time on Carolina set the Bucks up and eventually on second and goal, they're in the end zone again. From the five-yard line, Jaquiz Rogers down on the backfield, dropping Fitzpatrick, looking Fitzpatrick, goes up, slap ball caught by Adam Humphreys, touchdown Tampa Bay. What a dart thrown by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Easy pickets to number 10 and Humphreys has his first touchdown of the season. Gene Deckerhoff on the call. Mean Gene with it there as Ryan Fitzpatrick hit Adam Humphrey's third touchdown pass of the day for Fitzmagic. And you looked up and it was 35-21 with still over five minutes to play in the third quarter. Certainly after the 18-point comeback in the fourth quarter the previous week against the Bengals, you can't say that you're out of it down by 14 with that much time left. You just needed to keep getting stops. And eventually the Bucs did. Uh, coming up with the fourth down stop after Carolina had driven into Buck territory, the fourth down stop of uh, of, uh, of Funches. Devin Funches caught the pass. He was tackled by Carlton Davis. I know Davis got the unsportsmanlike conduct play uh, on the penalty after the play, but still, it's a fourth down stop. And with the Bucks backed up, they got out of their own end on third and 17 with a long 25-yard pass to Chris Godwin that got them the first down on third and long. That would be big because as the fourth quarter began, we changed ends of the field, and Fitzpatrick hit Ryan or hit uh, O.J. Howard for 31 yards. 
and then came up with this play over the middle again looking for little number 10, Adam Humphreys. Here's the snap of the ball on second down. Fitzpatrick looking, fires on, and he's got caught by Humphreys at the 20. Inside the 15, Humphreys to the 10, to the 5 yard, Humphreys to the 5, 3, 2, 1 yard line. He's close. Is he in, Mr. Ref? He's short by about a foot. Great effort by Adam Humphreys. After review, the ruling on the field will be changed. Touchdown. There you go. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Second and third effort for Humphreys initially ruled down, but the replays clearly showed he stretched that ball across before his knee or any body part was down. Great effort. He's in the end zone. And now, folks, I'm standing there at Bank of America Stadium. Many of you listening to us on Bucks Radio and also watching on TV are going, hey, ton of time left. There's 13 minutes left in this game, 14 minutes left in this game, and it's 35-28. to 28. But then Carolina, uh, give them credit, mix the run, mix the pass. Cam Newton, Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Greg Olson is a Pro Bowl tight end that's been a, a buck killer. He caught a big pass for 20 yards on their next drive. Uh, Newton was able to scramble for a first down, and then later they moved into scoring position. And this time it's Newton looking over the middle again for a different target. A snap to an empty backfield. Newton dropping Newton, throwing toward the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. Post route thrown to Curtis Samuel. He has his second touchdown of the season. And Samuel makes a high, sleepy catch in the end zone on a post route. Curtis Samuel's second touchdown of the game. Really a, a blow, not a fatal blow, but a big blow. At 42-28 with nine minutes to go, 75-yard drive. Newton again accurate when he had to be on that drive and uh, and at that point again the, the Bucks knew hey we've got to go make something happen and they they did their best to try to make something happen picked up a couple of early first downs on the next drive but unfortunately Ryan Fitzpatrick and company couldn't get it going you got a false start penalty on third and seven and then on third and 12 Jacquez Rogers is stopped on, on an eight yard screen pass uh, on a, eight yards behind the line on a screen pass, buried by the Carolina defense that was just pinning its ears back. You could see it at field level that they were blitzing. They were sensing the win at 42-28, and they weren't going to let up. So the Bucks ended up punting away, uh, trapped Carolina inside their own 20, and then Tampa Bay got the ball back one more time, but unfortunately Ryan Fitzpatrick's deep ball for Deshaun Jackson ends up being intercepted by Dante Jackson, the rookie from LSU for Carolina, and that effectively ended the game at that point. Second interception of the day on Fitzpatrick. Just couldn't get it deep enough to Deshaun Jackson, who might have had a step there in that situation to go make a big play. And Carolina eventually gets a first down with Cam Newton scrambling, kneels on the ball, runs the clock out, and gets their latest win in this series. I mean, if you're pointing to a team that has really had success against the Bucs in the division, it's Carolina. Now nine wins in the last 11 meetings. Bucks will get another crack, though, at Cam and company in December at home, and let's see if it will be a different story in that matchup as it finishes 42-28 to on Sunday. Again, I can testify from being down on the sideline as part of Buccaneers Radio and the broadcast. The belief was still there. You were getting stops in the second half. And you knew what Ryan Fitzpatrick had done before with the first two regular season games where he started beginning to end and played great. And the fourth quarter rally in Cincinnati, the belief was they're going to find a way, even with three or four minutes left here, getting that ball back with 345 to go. You're going to find a way to go down and get a touchdown. And remember, with 345 left, the Bucs still had a couple of timeouts on the two-minute warning. If you could have gone down and gotten a quick score 
you would have had an opportunity maybe outside the two-minute warning to put the pressure back on Carolina, uh, down by only seven points to make something happen or, or go have a chance to tie the game for the Buccaneers. So didn't work out. Uh, and in this instance, uh, too big a hole yet, yet again. Second week in a row where you find yourself trailing by more than 20 points in the first half. Can't win in the NFL. Too many good players on the other side of the ball. Records r- records don't mean anything in terms of wins and losses when a game is going on. If the other team senses blood, has momentum, and you're giving them field position, you're giving them big plays, you're giving them touchdowns, they're going to have more belief. They're going to have more life. And, and we saw it from Carolina yesterday. Again, credit to them. Credit to Ron Rivera. Credit to uh, Norv Turner and his game plan as he was able to get those uh, reverses going, even the double reverse. And uh, eventually, Carolina finishes with 42 points on the day. All right, some uh, some of the final analysis of this one. Again, look, Carolina had, had clobbered Baltimore the previous week, had struggled offensively at Philadelphia two weeks ago, but then rallied to win in the fourth quarter after being down 17 to nothing. Trailing by 17 in the fourth at Philadelphia, they came back and won that game. So you know Carolina is good. And for the Buccaneers, it's all it's all about the beginning of the game. It's all about the first half of the game. Not so much the first couple of possessions. It's about what happens later in the first quarter and as adjustments are being made. And that needs to be better for the Bucs. We'll hear more about that in a few moments from the head coach. First on our Hooters postgame show, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I know had some passes that he wanted back on Sunday. Uh, finishing the day throwing for 243 yards, 24 of 40, 243 yards. But he did have four scores on the game. And, and make no mistake, the Bucks were within a touchdown at 35-28 because Fitzmagic was working there for a little while. Here was the Bucks' veteran quarterback. With me, let's talk about getting back in the football game. Second week in a row, this team was able to rally. Didn't get it all the way back tied, but how did you get back in the game as a team? Oh, we just stayed together and tried to take it one possession at a time. But, you know, it was a, obviously a slow st- start again with the, the turnover early, put our defense in a bad spot. And, uh, you know, we just didn't have enough enough juice at the end there to keep it going. You made some plays, one of them all the way backed up in your own end, a third and long to Chris Godwin kept the drive alive, and then later zinged one to Adam Humphreys down around the goal line. Um, just say something about guys making plays throughout this game and continuing to battle out there. Yeah, we we have playmakers. You know, that's that's not our issue. We have guys that are going to fight all game long. Um, just about the consistency, just not there right now. You know, it was a game of a bunch of plays. Uh, you can't isolate any one of them. Late in the game, you were looking long for Deshaun Jackson. Just describe what you were looking for, and obviously the Carolina player makes a great play. Yeah, double move. You know, I didn't I didn't get it out there far enough, and the corner made a nice play coming down with it. But, you know, in that situation, down two scores, just trying to get a chunk play quickly, you know, to try to get a, some points on the board, but didn't happen. You know, for this team, uh, you you continue to battle, you continue to hang in, but it is the uh, the lesson again: you cannot dig that big of a hole. It seems kind of obvious, but it happened two weeks in a row where a second half comeback just comes very close. Yeah, I mean, you can't, especially when you're playing on the road, you can't spot teams' points. You know, and I think with the turnover early, that's what we did, and and they got it rolling a little bit there before we could stop the momentum. And as he said, there, there's a lot of talent, especially in the receiving core on this team. There's no give up. There's still fight. Um, uh, but in this case, uh, Carolina too good and, and ahead by too much in the first half. That's what you take away 
from uh, this one. Vita Vea, the rookie defensive tackle uh, out of Washington, uh, played in this one. And I I wanted to know from him a couple of different things uh, after this one was over, particularly the second half and the turnaround. So here's that conversation from a Sunday postgame. I said uh, to Ryan Fitzpatrick, there's no quit, obviously, in this team. What did the defense do differently to get stops and get back in the game? We just came together, you know, stuck to um, the original game plan. We had to just come out and with different attitude and, and uh, come out and fight. One thing Coach Dirk Cutter said to us going to halftime, tackling. How much was that emphasized and talked about at the half and in the second half? Because it was obviously a lot better. Uh, big time, you know, we can't keep shooting our, ourselves in the foot. Um, you know, we, we played perfect in the second half, so we just had to uh, start faster and, and uh, you know, come ready to play next week. Some of this that you just credit Cam Newton, who's a great player, on making plays and making throws, especially there in the fourth quarter? Uh, most definitely, you know, he's an outstanding player. Um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely a hard player, so yeah. Yeah, you do have to credit Cam and company for the job uh, that they were able to do. Newton finishing on the day, 19 of 25. Very efficient, two touchdowns at a 133 quarterback rating. Newton also rushed for 33 yards of the game, a couple of big first down runs for him. Carolina mixed the run with McCaffrey and, and, uh, and Curtis Samuel on that reverse. Newton carrying it a little bit. Spread the ball around to McCaffrey and Olsen and Devin Funches, and the end result is another Panther victory. Adam Humphreys was a guy that excelled, obviously, especially in the second half for the Buccaneers. Finished with a game-high eight catches, 82 yards, and I spoke with him on our Hooters postgame show. Let's talk about how the team got back in the game. I keep asking uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Vita Vea, how did the team get back in? Uh, Just executing, Um, just doing what we... You know, try to do every time we take the field, execute and, and move the ball down the field and get points. And, you know, unfortunately we can't do a, a better job of that in the first half and get off on the right foot. But, you know, it's good to, good to see a rally there at the end and give us a chance. But, you know, we got to be more consistent with it. Your first touchdown is one that you were able to break a tackle, may have even broken two, and then stretch out for the end zone. They initially called you down. Just describe the second and third efforts you had to make, if you would. Yeah, uh, honestly, just kind of thinking about last week when I was, you know, short and my knee was down. Um, just, you know, just kind of extending and making sure no, no part of my body was, was touching the ground and just try to get the ball in the end zone and um, just give that second effort. And luckily, uh, Coach Cutter challenged it and we got it reversed. You guys were down big last week and came back to get the game tied. What, if anything, was being said in the fourth quarter after being down big again? Did anything have to be said in terms of getting back in and getting this one tied, if you could? Um, I mean, as a, as a receiver group, as an offense, um, we know we have the skill and the talent level to, to come back you know, whenever. But like I said earlier, um, we need to help ourselves out and start faster and not dig a hole like that. And you know, we, that's something we got to fix and um, something we got to do moving forward. All right, you got the touchdown to get this within seven. Describe the play there on the slant. Is that one yours or are you just one of the options? Um, I was the second option, but uh, you know, we do a good job of you know, working that in practice. And you know, I'm always available, and Fitzy did a good job of getting down to me. Say something about uh, the way that he played today and the composure, because he had an early interception, and yet there was no quit and continuing to find receivers. Yeah, I mean, he's a veteran, um, and he knows how to bounce back and handle adversity, and, you know, even after the pick, you know, he wasn't shaking up at all, and um, you could just tell he was composed, like you said, and um, was able to uh, put a couple good drives together. 
And finally, is the message here just starting the second half of the season, got to start games better and faster, right? I mean, that's, that's been what we've been trying to do all season, and um, that's kind of what's hurt us is just getting behind and um, spotting the points, and we can't do that uh, at this level. And we know that. we got to get it fixed, and that's just something we got to do going in the second half of the season. Again, the fourth-year player out of Clemson, especially in the red zone, such a dynamic player. And how strong, how physical, even at his size. And again, I, I don't make it out that Adam's like five foot six. He's about six one, but he's thick at about two twenty, something like that, and and tough to bring down in the open field as he showed against Carolina on second and third effort getting into the end zone. That's the first time that the Buccaneers have had two receivers with two touchdowns in a game since going back to the 2010 season when Kellen Winslow and Mike Williams did it in a game against the Seattle Seahawks. So O.J. Howard and Adam Humphreys both with two touchdown catches in the game on Sunday. Not enough, though, in the end as Carolina comes away with the victory. Head coach Dirk Cutter had these thoughts uh, as this one was done in the locker room on Charlotte. Well, a tough one. 42-28 is our final after this is done. Uh, Coach, you were able to get back in the game, get within seven points. What turned around in the second half to put you in position for the fourth quarter? Well, defensively, we got stops. We, we tackled way better there in the third quarter, and we were able to get some pressure with two sacks in the third quarter. So, uh, you know, we just dug ourselves uh, way too deep of a hole, uh, did a good job in the third quarter, and, and, and couldn't close it. Let's focus on Adam Humphreys as a player making plays. He led you with eight catches. He had the third quarter touchdown on the slant, and then a great second and third effort for the touchdown in the fourth quarter. What did you see out of his play? Well, you know, Adam isn't always the first option on a lot of our plays, and so uh, they did a good job of, of trying to take Mike out of the game today. Uh, we didn't we didn't get Mike going. We didn't really get Sean going. Uh, Fitz Fitz was able to to come down to Adam a few times, and Adam made the most of his opportunities. Did a really good job after the catch. There were some gutsy plays. One of those backed up in your own end, third down, and I think about 19 or 20, and you're able to get the first down, and it leads, I think, what was an 88-yard touchdown drive to keep you in the game. Um, say something about that drive. I know you haven't seen tape, but that was a, a great moment to stay in the game. Yeah, that was a – they were in a two-deep coverage, and, and Fitz made a, made a really nice read and throw to Chris Godwin on that play. I mean, that, that play is just uh, – that's just a look at – you know we show we show sparks of playing good football, but we're just not playing uh, doing doing playing good football consistent enough. And until we do that, we're gonna we're gonna be in this same boat. It didn't look like it was gonna be this way, but it ended up being some strategy at the end of the game with timeouts and challenges, and you got the ball back with about three and a half or four minutes left with a chance trying to make a long throw. Ryan Fitzpatrick just said to us a couple of minutes ago, "I got to give that one a little more air, trying to get it to Deshaun Jackson." But you were looking for the big play, trying to get back in it, right? Yeah, we had a deep ball with uh, with Deshaun on that, with uh, checkdowns underneath it, and uh, you know Fitz made the decision to try to give Deshaun a chance. You know they they put pressure on Fitz all day. You know he he took some hits today, uh, as all, as well as being sacked three times. But you know that's uh, that's one of those when you're down two scores and you, you're going to barely have two possessions left. Sometimes you you got to take a little bit more risk than you want to. And for this team, you now get ready for the second half of the season. This is a couple of games in a row, both on the road, where you've not started like what you would like. What can you put your finger on that you've got to be better at and work on this week to get ready for the second half of the year? Well, we definitely have to start faster. I mean, if I could put my finger on it, we'd already be doing it. Um, you know, we're just uh, we're starting out. You know, we, we don't – seems like we can't get going until we're down two or three scores, and that's uh, – I don't, I don't have a good answer for it, and that's something uh, obviously we're, we're searching for.
42-28 is the final. The Panthers victorious in matchup number one. Again, Buccaneers looking forward to a December rematch later in the year with Carolina, hopefully with a lot still riding on it. And that's that's back to the theme of what we're talking about. Be optimistic here. I, I know there's going to be a lot of negativity about what you're not seeing and about the defense. You can't control anything that has already happened, obviously, at this point. You're 3-5. and five. There's nothing you can do about Sunday. The only thing you could try to do better and do differently is do not let 7-0, 14-0, or seven straight or 14 straight points become 21 straight points in the first half next week. Don't dig such a big hole. Uh, for the Buccaneer defense, you got to get back to taking the ball away. I mean, five straight games without a takeaway, thats you can't have that. You've got to force pressure, sack fumbles, uh, get, get some interceptions, jump in front of some people. I know the Bucs have gone to some reserves and some young guys in the secondary. Names like Carlton Davis and Isaiah Johnson, uh, among others, Anthony Adams was out there some yesterday. Javen uh, Elliott, uh, who's, who's played some for this team over the last three or four years. Ryan Smith. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, the uh, the safety. You've got to go make plays whether you're young. I mean, you've, you've got eight games in now. If you're guys like Whitehead and Davis, you aren't rookies anymore. you got to go make a play in the secondary. Get an interception. Get a takeaway. Get a turnover. Keep keep forcing turnovers. And hopefully they do come in bunches and we'll see the Bucks be able to break out with some turnovers caused coming this week against the Washington Redskins. And look, this is the way that it sets up. The Redskins got clobbered by the Falcons on Sunday at home. Their offensive line is decimated by injuries. I know Adrian Peterson's had a lot of success against the Bucs, but you've got a great chance to take him away in the run game, get after Alex Smith like Atlanta did, and put a bunch of points up on the board at home, just like the Falcons did on Sunday. And now your confidence level goes back up. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to play two teams that are really struggling at the Giants and San Francisco at home. So you don't want to get too far ahead of this in November. But the optimism has to be there that if you play well and win against Washington, you've got a great chance going against those next couple of teams to be right in the thick of the playoff race for the division opponents, Atlanta and Carolina and New Orleans, to come to your place. I know you have games down the road with the Ravens and the Cowboys on the road also. I get it. But to have any chance that the December games are going to be relevant, you've got to take care of this home game with Washington first and then take advantage of two teams that everybody else has basically been taking advantage of, and that's the Giants and the 49ers. Easier said than done. Can't get all three until you go get the first one. Let's see if the Bucks can do that coming up on Sunday. All right, so there you go. There's the analysis and the insight coming off of this game this past well, weekend, we look forward to the matchup with the Redskins, who will be in Raymond James Stadium coming Sunday. Noon will be our network pregame coverage on Buccaneers Radio, 98 Rock, the Buccaneers mobile app, over-the-air uh, affiliates of the Buccaneers Radio Network. Tune in as well uh, for Buccaneer Radio broadcast. Check that out on the mobile app to hear the call of Gene and Dave, and I'm on the game broadcast with them as well. Be optimistic, Buck fans. I'm giving you encouragement. You see, look, the, the Bucs can score points, obviously. You see what the offense is capable of. Now let's see the defense shore itself up against a Washington team that, again, is banged up on the offensive line. Get off to a fast start. Go beat the Washington Redskins. Get yourselves to 4-5. and five, And then let's be talking about the opportunity to get in the playoff chase with a couple of more wins this time next week. My thanks to Steve Carney helping me with the highlights and the interviews from our uh, Buccaneer flagship station at iHeartMedia 98 Rock. Thanks also to Jeff Ryan and everybody with Buccaneers Radio for helping out with this Nothing But Bucks podcast. Everybody at Buccaneers.com. Again, one more reminder. 
Whether you found this podcast through the link on social media on the Buccaneers mobile app or Buccaneers.com, subscribe, folks. Subscribe, and then the podcast automatically comes to you through iTunes or Google Play. As soon as there's a new one, you'll have a ding on your phone, on your iPad, on your device, that there's a brand new edition of Nothing But Bucks. Rank this show as well. Rate the show. Give it some feedback. Others will be seeing it in iTunes and Google Play if you rank the show. Share it out on social media as well when you see us promoting as part of it. That'll do it for this edition of the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Bucks and Redskins coming on Sunday. We'll come back with another edition of Nothing But Bucks in the aftermath of that game, hopefully talking about a big Bucks win at home at Raymond James Stadium. Salute to Service Day coming up on Sunday with it being Veterans Day. Anxious to a big military presence always in and around Buccaneer football, but this is a special day for sure. Uh, get out the military colors. Let's see if the Bucks can't go get that victory against a team from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. That's coming up on Sunday. For all of us here with Buccaneers.com, Buccaneers Radio, and the Nothing But Bucks podcast, I'm T.J. Reeves. Uh, we look forward to the Bucks and Redskins Sunday and nothing but Bucks next week after it's done. Bye. <laughs>